Hi, welcome to Author. I will be using this space to speak to inspiring creatives about times in life where they have felt like the other. You'll find that the best stories are about coming to a place of power rather than being there already. I'm your host, Georgia Wiki, and I'm excited to share this story with you. Hi, T-Day. Hello. Thank you for agreeing to being on the pod today. Of course, no worries. Let's get into it. Let's do this. Who are you? Who am I? Good question. My name's T-Day. I just explained to you that my government name is (laughs) Ayoma T-Day, shortened to T-Day, and then shortened again for the people who can't pronounce it to T. Um, And I am... Who am I? Fuck. I'm an artist. An amazing artist. Stop it. (laughs) I'm an artist. I'm a um, video editor. I am a writer, but I'm not sure if I can use that. Um, And just kind of like a creative person. That's what I do. A creative. A creative. Yeah. I'm a creative. Cool. Let's get into the pod substance. My first question for you is, describe your experience being the other in whatever that is. Mm. That's a good question. So the characteristic of being othered is like kind of intrinsic to my whole upbringing, Mm -hmm. Um, both within the family structures and within like the wider societal structures like school and whatnot existing outside. I hated school. That bubble. Oh, honey. Who (laughs) did? I think I only know one person who didn't hate school and that person was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Like good at everything. I just yeah, just good, everything. Um, but yeah, I I kind of existed in school as a floater. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in in primary school, I first I I went to a primary school in Preston, so up north. Okay. Um, and my family moved to Preston after living in Nigeria. Okay. And then mo- moving to Tanzania. Would it be safe to assume? Because I'm not sure that. Preston's like primarily white. Absolutely. Not, yeah. Whiter than white. Porcelain, darling. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I was the only black kid mm-hmm. in the school. Wow. Um, and the school went up to year six. Okay. Um, as far as I can remember anyway. And there was one mixed race boy mm-hmm. uh, called Rowan. Shout out. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I can't even remember him that well, but shout out anyway. Um, and yeah, so I was the only black kid in the school. And, like, the overwhelming feeling I had from that, although I was actually quite popular within the school, like, Mm -hmm. I had lots of friends Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, a good social network, I still felt that feeling of otherness very deeply, Mm -hmm. mainly regarding race, obviously. Um, So, like, one one thing that I keep unpacking in therapy, (laughs) because therapy is a good thing to do, um, is the moment in school where... um, well, there were two moments actually. The first moment was when my hair would be out. Mm. Hair is a, a hair's a very um common theme amongst black people, black women who yeah. grew up in you know white spaces. Yeah, and no, I I can completely relate to what you're saying school wise because mm. uh, I was the only black kid in my school in Sri Lanka. Right. Um, and I, like. And like I had loads of friends, and like I, I would say I was reasonably popular, but mm. that is that feeling of just I, I don't quite belong here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so weird how it's like being, being popular or being like, even liked doesn't erase the otherness that you feel. Yeah. It just, it kind of like camouflages it maybe to to a, to a degree. Because if you're not bullied mm. directly about being black, obviously that's a different mm. ball, ball game yeah. altogether. But if, even if you like get on with the people, no one's directly saying you're black or... Did you have any like, little comments, like little comments made and I, things? I yeah. did, I did. So like, for example, the hair thing, it was just like, my hair was out people would be like, oh, why is your hair sticking up? Have you been electrified? Blah, blah, blah. And as a kid, I think I was very cognizant of the difference and also really kind of, I strove to, is that word? I strove? I strived. I strived. strove. We'll go with strove. Yeah, we'll make it. Make it work. (laughs) Um, I strove to kind of like um, erase that difference as Mm -hmm. much as I can. As a kid, you kind of want to conform, even if you're a strong-willed kid. And I was a strong-willed kid. Um, so I just kind of like played, played with it. I was like, yeah, my hair sticks up. Ha ha ha. Look how it sticks up. Everyone come touch my hair. Look, it sticks up. And everyone rallied So you sort me. of put yourself in the firing line before anyone else. Exactly. Could. It was yeah. like a defense mechanism. Yeah. So I'm like, 
before you can make me feel bad, hun, I'm gonna make myself feel. Oh, I'm gonna worse. be the. I'm gonna be the clown. <laughs> I'm gonna be the clown. Yeah, I, oh that's God, precisely I can it. Relate to what you're Literally, saying. precisely. I am the clown. So make fun of me as much as you want. I've already made fun of myself. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the energy I went in at school, especially in Preston. And the second time um, that like my race otherness came into play was um, a girl called Sophie. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, oh, came up to you really randomly when we were standing in line for assembly. Um, and it was just like, oh, T-Day, T-Day. I was like, yes. Can I help you? <laughs> what, what do you Soph? want? <laughs> what do you want, Soph? <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, um, my parents told me why you're black. It's like, what? Why? I, did I even ask why? I don't even know. I was like, why? And then she was like, oh, um, God put you in the oven amongst the white kids Brilliant. and you got burnt. Like they, she, they left you in the oven for too long and it was a mistake. Brilliant. And I was just like, okay. I cried. Fuck you, Sophie. I was like, fuck you, Sophie. I can't remember your last name. I wouldn't dox you anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, wow, okay. So I cried because that was the first time the otherness was like spitefully like put thrown in, in your yeah. face. Fuck. And then, um, you know, my friends rallied against me, kind of like, oh, leave her alone, blah, blah, blah. But that stuck with me. It's, it's like those a, things that... Yeah, it's those things. sticks, yeah. So those were the two kind of elements in Preston that kind of, like, defined the otherness regarding race. Mm. And then when, when I moved to London, um, I was in year six. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, no, year five, sorry. And um, by that time, I kind of grew accustomed to it. There's another time where, like, in Preston, sorry, that mm. um, the class was talking about numbers or something. And at that time, I still had a thick Nigerian accent. And um, I used to say... Uh, oh, so you were born in Nigeria? Yes, I was oh, born in Nigeria, okay. yeah. So I used to say the word tree, like, mm-hmm. instead of three. Gotcha. And uh, the entire class, including the teacher, was like, T-Day is not tree, it's three. And everyone laughed. And I was like, sorry, three three and it was just kind of like a mockery thing yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. the the element of being a clown even though you know taking away the um the sort of like the intention of the teacher or the class of my friends my best mm. friend like it's not it wasn't a spiteful intent it's just being singled out in that manner always ling- leaves a lingering sense of right i need to change yeah Okay, yeah. so I need to adapt. Yeah. I'm the one that's wrong. Mm. And I think that can be a very hard thing to navigate as a child. Because you don't know what, you don't know, like, look, look, like, you telling me this story, mm. I can see so many parallels <clears throat> to sort of what I've been through. And it's interesting, because now you look back and you think, oh, that's, that's some heavy stuff. And you mm. can, and because I suppose, like, we, we go to therapy and we are quite introspective and we like to unpick things. Mm. It, it It's a lot. But mm. as a kid, you just sort of, you're just there with just like it's resilience but it's like uninformed resilience you're just existing and just accepting this Mm. and it's fucking Mm. mental there isn't a rule book to dealing with things as a kid and i think as an adult you know that there's not a rule book as a kid you don't know that you just think this is normal (laughs) and this is just life and this is just this is just the way it is you know what i mean and i think also like figuring out contextualizing contextualizing mm-hmm. the whole situation like contextualizing why they're differing me in this way mm-hmm. and contextualizing the the lingering effect and how that would make me feel and why I felt that mm-hmm. way and just the whole history of it all mm-hmm. once you start to learn it which you're not taught you no. seek you yeah, seek yeah, that yeah, out yeah, so yeah. as soon as even just for me it's a recent thing like properly properly like seeking out understanding the context of race mm-hmm. in England and in the rest mm-hmm. of the world that puts that whole story of me as a kid in Preston, the black kid in Preston, mm. in such a different light. And yeah. I think that is what childhood me didn't have in order to know that I that otherness isn't just me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and um, there was another time where, like, because <laughs> my family is quite Pentecostal mm-hmm. uh, religious Christians. Uh, we were, me and my older sister were getting off the bus in Preston. I was really young. Um, and... The t- kids at the back of the bus, white kids at the back of the bus, oh, shouting out the N-word <clears throat> at us. My sister never swears, never does anything. Do, 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 do. As soon as we got out of the bus, she said, fuck you. Brilliant. Can I swear? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Oh, oh, sorry, mom. My mom's going to listen to this. Okay. Sorry, mom. She's going to call me and be like, Okay. I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, so that's an, that's like all the three biggest racial things in Preston. That sticks stand that sticks, out. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so then I moved to London. Bit different there because my otherness, like the race. Everyone's asked, an other in a way. Yeah. A bit, a bit. I was still in a very white area. Okay. Um, but, you know, there was more exposure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And um, I, uh, the otherness kind of, I kind of just ignored it. The yeah. race, the racial part of the otherness, even though it was still there with how it, my mm-hmm. relationship with my hair was very strained. Um, it's hair is such a big thing. It's such a, I really want to dig into that. Why it's such a big thing? I have this like, um, one of my like standout moments in regards to hair growing mm. up in Sri Lanka is I remember walking behind one of my friends and she is Asian. So like she had a hair <laughs> and a ponytail and it was just like, it has a lovely curve. The bounce. The bounce, the, the booty on that ponytail. Yeah. And I remember walking behind her and just like, <laughs> wishing and i was like why can't my hair do Do that that. oh that phrase man so fucking hard like hearing you say that whizzed me back 15 years Mm -hmm. i was like why can't my hair do that and i remember like i used to love swimming and like i used to take my hair down in the pool Mm. and then i used to feel prettier yeah it's wet yeah it was wet and yeah it's mad isn't it i think um there's just a whole ass trauma regarding hair yeah um yeah why can't my hair do that that's such that's the phrase Mm. and um yeah so i did have that with my hair struggling with it relaxing it fucking burning my scalp honestly doing what i needed to do to get it straight and emo because i was playing around with the emo pseudo emo at that age like 11 to 15 did you have the fringe I had the fringe. fringe. Paramore was my like thing. I was actually listening to Hallelujah by Paramore yesterday on repeat and I had the best day. I still love them. Yeah, same. They're they're like kind of like a a universal-ish band. Like I think Paramore I thought was niche emo. Now (laughs) going on Twitter, I'm just like, oh, so everyone loves Paramore. Okay. (laughs) Why didn't you guys, why were you guys making fun of me listening to Misery Business? (laughs) A banger. A tune. Yeah. Oh, ASMR. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was really trying to aim for the Haley Williams swoop. Yeah, which didn't always it hit did, the mark. It didn't hit quite. Right. No, not quite. There yeah. was a time where I relaxed the shit out of my hair, and I was like, so close. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so my hair was my relationship with my hair was strained because of the race yeah. otherness that I yeah. didn't want to unpick, or I didn't really unpick at that age. It wasn't until I was 18 I started to do that. Um, but my otherness in high school came mm-hmm. about with connections mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. As I said, I was a floater. So yeah. um, I was relatively accepted, not really bullied, mm-hmm. accepted in each uh, group that I rat, like I swum in between. Um, but I'd never felt center. I never felt, not even that I was a center of attention because I don't really like that, but just like, within a core do you know how groups yeah. have cores and then outer layers and then outer layers yeah. i was always an outer layer friend oh you know two days around you can sit yeah, here yeah, if yeah. you want yeah yeah, yeah yeah but it's not today we have to sit like this yeah, is yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the your force or like you sat yeah. and then everyone came to you exactly no yeah, no yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so um my otherness there was then like um emboldened by blogging and gotcha. stuff like that okay uh by introspection thinking journaling all that stuff because i'm just like why don't i feel like i belong anywhere right got you um and i should probably uh preface this with i also felt otherness at home okay. not to a massive degree my family structure was great but i questioned christianity a lot mm-hmm. whereas my other sisters d- didn't and there's like a six seven year gap between me and my next oldest sister mm-hmm. 10 years gap between me and my oldest so you're the youngest i'm the youngest yeah so then i that meant that i had I think of it in this way. I had less indoctrination period in Nigeria yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. all the co- customs and the culture of just, you know, Christianity, one, mm-hmm. respect for cus- tradition. And also in a way, like when, when there's the, those kind of age gaps, in, in a sense, you're like a different, genera- different generation, you're aren't different, you? You're different, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the otherness. That, it's like that difference in terms of way of thinking and mm. especially mental health. Mm. There's a lot of like... Mm. You know, some of my, one of my sisters is getting, getting it now, Mm. but like the whole thing, just the language used around mental health, the denial Mm. is still, that's still a massive part of who I am now because it just like, 
I knew something was wrong. And the thing mm. is, I assume with most second, first generation Nigerians and their second generation kids like me, the first generation immigrants, mm. they have a problem. They usually... They usually <laughs> you are not honey, okay. You got issues. You got issues. But do you know, I, I've just been thinking, just listening to you talk about this, because I can relate from like an Asian angle, because Asians, are, yeah. I feel like from my experience is a lot of let's brush things under the carpet oh, and it's not yeah. going on no, 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 everything's fine but then clearly you are not fine not, yeah. but because you you're so removed from going into yourself and like unpicking is life easier for you like do, like I, I, sometimes i'm like a bit jealous i'm like are you actually better than off than me because i'm like unpicking trying to do all this why shit. am i doing this like, am i like, a, like um, would i be better if i just yes put it like, put wait it let me ask you a question oh. yes <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're just maybe we're doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong. Do you know what? I hate being so but woke. Then, <laughs> I hate being woke. The thing is, once you start asking yourself questions, once you start asking society questions, mm. once you start asking your parents, your family, once you start asking questions, those questions are daggers. They ruin the picture. <laughs> they ruin the picture perfect life yeah. that people want us to. The thing is. The picture doesn't exist anyway. There's no picture. But if you believe in the picture, mm. you can somehow paint yourself inside the frame. Yeah. And then oh, pre- I love that artistic analogy. <laughs> She's an artist. <laughs> but no, do you know what I mean? You can sometimes deceive yourself that like, no, the 1950s were the era that I want to live in, even though racism was really prevalent and homophobia and I like I could get killed for just being <laughs> black. But like, you know, how people romanticize these eras where mm. there was no questions because mm. the picture wasn't daggered and fucked yeah. smashed to pieces. It was we just are like smashing everything to pieces. We're smashing everything. And that's why it feels like the world is ending. <laughs> Maybe yeah but the thing is it needs to end the picture doesn't exist and the picture was hurting other people and the picture is hurting ourselves as well like the fact that our parents don't ask questions about Mm. you know what like intrinsically who at the heart of um, this body who am i they they didn't go to thailand to try and figure that you know the whole like go to thailand go to rwanda help some kids and like just you know that's a whole other thing Let's not even go into that. <laughs> but do, do you know what I mean? Like that whole, you know, self-exploration is necessary to understand that you can't, there is no answers. There, there are no, yeah. no one knows anything. No, no one knows anything. We, were, we had a little bit of a chat about the fact that no one knows anything about mm. anything in regards to like COVID and the government. But and just, also like, like in, in regards to like, looking after parents and then realizing that your parents are also just children that don't know what the fuck is like going on yeah yeah because everything is just a facade we've yeah literally life is a lie no it is (laughs) and i think the thing is the quicker we acknowledge that and acknowledge that also our our own our own fictitious sort of like messages that we've made in our heads to make ourselves make sense. Like mm-hmm. I'm an, I'm a nice person or I get angry to it or I'm this and this and trying to figure mm-hmm. ourselves out yeah. or like trying to figure out the world and why it is the way it is or whatever. Mm-hmm. As long as first, before we go into those explorations, we realize that at the core of it, any answers I may stumble upon aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> like any answers that I may, that I may make up about why society functions the way it is and how it needs to be, change or the answers that i've made of what it needs to change for society to be better or even within all, it's the basically basically nothing exists yes but then not in a nihilistic way where you just then give up but in a way where it's like it everything's just... okay then because nothing 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 yeah. is real it's so kind of like it's all right you pick your answers knowing that those answers are inherently flawed and not and, just, and I feel like in that regard like self-exploration is beneficial because then you can just you know what's best for you point. then because otherwise it's like a wormhole it's like, and you get stuck in exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like self-exploration, that's my big lesson during the mm. lockdown oh at home was oh, just I like, I kept asking myself, the oh, who, uh, like in a way where I just wanted to really be able to write myself onto the paper. And you just wanted your path. You just wanted to know like, what am I here to do? Sort of thing. Like, no, I, don't, I didn't even get no. that far. I didn't even get that far. <laughs> I think I would have gotten... If I answered who am I first, I would have gotten there. <laughs> but who am I was so hard. And I was just like, 
okay, it's driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, and I couldn't really even put fingers to why it was driving me so crazy. But I was just like, I don't feel I can ever get that answer of like my personhood making sense. So then I just kind of like accepted, I read this psychology today article. Sometimes you just got to Google. <laughs> and it was just like this really intelligent article. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, he basically just said that like, you know, it's fluid. That's basically what he said. So he, so he basically wrote in like a better way, Nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing. yeah. Like, like, you know, just, you know, get over it. (laughs) Like, it's okay. It's it's okay. There is no answers. There are no answers to racism. No. There are no answers to why you act the way that you act sometimes. Mm -hmm. There are no answers to why your feelings are your feelings, why you do what you do. But if it makes you feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. you can create, you know, some sort of, like, fictitious answer and lie on that bed. Do you know what I mean? But I think in, in politically... Just a side note, mm-hmm. if you are going to make those fictitious answers, also be willing to understand that because your ans- your your reasonings, your answers are inherently for- flawed, mm-hmm. that you can change those things. Do you know what I mean? Like we can adapt. We need to ask these questions. We need to mm. have inquiries into why we have made these a- answers. You can't just say segregation or go back home. What have you? What are you? What are you saying? You can't even just say. Um, defund the police this is controversial but you can't just say those things without asking yourself deeper deeper questions and like why do i personally think exactly i feel like this is quite um so i feel like sometimes with like with like our generation like the younger generation in regards to like politics and world views Mm. like especially with instagram culture and things like Mm. this i wonder do you believe this or are you jumping on this bandwagon an example Mm. is just First one mm. come to mind is like voting Labour, mm. and it's like, oh, don't 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 do, swipe on me if you're Tory. <laughs> things like that, and yeah. like, I'm like, do you genu- like, do you know what you're saying? Yeah. Or are you just as scared your friends will get angry with you if yeah. you're saying different? I think that do that plays I mean? a lot of parts, and I, and like the fact that I even have to feel like to clarify, I don't, I'm not Tory. <laughs> like, it's just great. It's maddening. Yeah. Because a, a big point I want to make two points actually. One is that asking questions, being inquisitive or trying to unpick something or even having a part of what your your thought process is aligning with the op- opposition doesn't automatically make you part of the opposition. It makes you someone who's asking a question about yeah. something. Yeah. So let's let's. Uh, try to some degree when having these political conversations to strip apart the molds that society and that we have played a part in making Tory, Labour categories I just wish everyone could see what you were doing right now with your arm movement in my head I see a lot of visuals when I'm doing I'm doing like blocks and just like of categories and like and it's so annoying when you talk about categories and how it doesn't work it's easy to come across as that person's like no labels, man. But like at the end of the day, we're not. Um, it's it's not. That's even too simple a phrase. But anyway, we're going to. But like all these categories are mm. everywhere. It's like strip them apart when having conversations with the individual because those categories, like language and categories, make sense. Like they exist because we are trying to make the world make sense, and they are they are helpful to some degree. Yeah. But if we lean on them. With such intensity and and those 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 categories kind of make up a foolproof mm-hmm. um sort of um a foolproof uh picture of what someone thinks that's going to hinder any sort of discussion discourse that will get you to actually a more helpful hopeful yeah. answer even though if it's fictitious but like it will get yeah, you yeah, to something yeah. a bit more nuanced and a bit more practical and pragmatic mm, that you can mm. make a change so instead of going no tories please you can. You don't have to date a Tory. Fair enough. If yeah. that's if 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 the the term Tory indicates you X Y and Z, mm. you know you don't have to date a Tory. But in having discussions with people, don't cancel out someone because they've said something linked to a category that you might not like. Ask them why they think that. If you have enough and, energy, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, always energy. If you have energy, because that's yeah, the yeah. thing. Some people are tired. Yeah, that's fine. I'm always tired. Rest. 
rest <laughs> go please. to bed girl rest for, for, for me and for you just rest because i need to rest too and there would come a time where i don't want to have these political yeah, conversations yeah, but but for people who have energy to my god please don't and you can then you can learn from trap. each other as well exactly and you can and you can have like a, instead of shutting people down learn from each other and yeah. then yeah. the thing yeah. is it's never easy no like it's actually never easy but it's like let's try to have these dialogue with people who who just have questions you know don't shut down questions let's entertain mm. questions so then we can reach answers and and even yeah. you realize that your answers might not be as foolproof as you think they are just because you saw them on an infographic i do feel like this like it's eat them it's e- these things are easier said than done though Absolutely. especially if you feel very passionate about something like like extremely passionate for example like when the whole George Floyd Black Lives Matter movement was mm. going on recently, I remember having a conversation with my friend about a, sim- a similar thing. Uh, and obviously, like, I understand why people were getting angry. I, like, I was getting angry myself. Um, but I was like, instead of people getting so angry, if we could use this opportunity to have like open conversation, I, I was being really like mm. holier than thou, right? Mm-hmm. And then I saw, to do with my own personal shit, like a lot of mm. like performative Sri Lankans on mm. their Instagrams chatting absolute bollocks mm, about mm. black and then i got angry and mm. then i realized oh n- now it's personal like extremely personal yeah. to the point of it hurts deep mm, and mm. i'm fucking angry and mm. i can't have a conversation i want to mm. shout at you so see it, that's, yeah see, and that is exactly what yeah. i'm saying in the sense that like if you have energy yeah i was also the same i was like i'm and it, the thing is it's fundamental to who i am mm-hmm. to always um promote like discourse Mm. and promote having those discussions even though they're difficult conversations but me in 2000 me when i was doing my dissertation in 2018 Mm. when i was talking about identity politics x y and z the me then i can now say she was naive because Mm. i learned the exact same lesson as that you said in sense when you're getting involved in politics or Mm. thinking asking questions about these things and you are part of the one you don't even have to be part of but if you are part of the group that you're you're talking about the dialogue it's hard when things are heated to put your emotions aside and i don't agree i don't want to get too much into (laughs) politics i don't agree with the ben shapiro thing of like facts aren't personal or whatever facts aren't facts aren't feelings or whatever he says because at the end of the day i feel like everything is a feeling to some degree he has his own he's a baby in his own regard if you question his thing he'll try and pretend he's all these rational anyway get into the rational reasoned libertarian people and i can get really pissed off because just like at the end of the day people who kind of congregate under that title tend to not actually be as reasoned as they think they are um but i would like to have a conversation with someone like Mm. if they come with goodwill and good intent let's see where where the dialogue takes us do you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah but that's not to say that everyone at every point in their life will be able to have that same energy and dialogue to have mm. with that person mm. they don't have to and also just because someone has a different opinion than you doesn't necessarily make them wrong you can you can have a difference of an opinion and also still educate each other mm. and become more informed in your own opinion exactly and instead I of shutting just people allow to, yeah. yourself to realize that you are wrong you are always and that wrong is okay As everyone is always wrong about everything but yeah so there's just Done. let's Easy. all tr- let's we all need to just try because i re- i realized that i was wrong in one, one of my thoughts on the black Lives matter mm-hmm. thing because i got angry i got i got annoyed duh, 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 duh. and i was like oh but the looting that's unacceptable they shouldn't be looting that's really diluting the discussion that needs to be had mm-hmm. i was wrong about that thought because mm-hmm. i watched uh was it the um trevor noah uh instagram igtv video that was like 10 minutes long mm-hmm. explaining how you know we have you know social contracts in the world that mean that like you know that we don't nec- aren't necessarily don't necessarily exist but there's a social contract with us and the government being like, you take care of me and I will be a, 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 a dutiful yeah, citizen. Yeah. If you're not taking care of me, what? Why, why shouldn't I loot? Do you know what I mean? There isn't any sort of thing. And when I listened to that, I was like, right, I was wrong. I accept it. Uh, like, that's quite sounds yeah, interesting. Yeah, I and I think people, that. I'll send it to yeah. you. I think people need to realise that you don't have to die on hills mm. <laughs> of thought. Mm. You can actually, no one's holding you prisoner to a thought you mm. can adapt your thoughts you can say oh i've changed that you can I was change your mind yeah. literally like no one is saying that 
because you 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 said this thing fight till the death for the thing even though you're like really like say hmm that's a good point let me get let me think about that growth. and get back to you growth <laughs> i don't that i really just growth is. i just don't know where is this and i think this applies as much to the uh proverbial right as it does mm. to the left because mm-hmm. i've seen all sides of all manner of sides of hexagons of people <laughs> be Octagons, like literally it'd be like unwilling to just have this dialogue and i think it's because it's strained right now and like people are already i think people go into conversations assuming they mm. already know what that person is about to say and mm. ready to fight back with the infographic information that they had i can be on guilty Tuesday. Of that. i can be as well but like i feel like for me i'm more guilty of that on a very like not not it's not that deep stuff it's like i get angry with people if i'm mm. for example like if i arrange to meet up with them and i just feel in my heart they're going to be late mm. and then they're not late but that i'm still angry when they come <laughs> I used to do that with my ex-boyfriend That's actually the, the time. funniest thing. You're like, in my head you were late and I'm so angry with so you for being late. Thanks for being on time. But <laughs> you really piss me off <laughs> every time you're late. Yeah, I'm so guilty of that. That was really like that. funny. Yeah, but anyway, back to otherness. Yeah. Oh yeah, we went, we went on... A political tag. And I'm so not political. I'm quite really? proud of that. No. Oh. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I am political and I don't know. <laughs> Okay, next question. Did you go through or are you currently going through a process to overcome this feeling of otherness? Yes, is the short answer. (laughs) What's the long one? Long answer is therapy is hard, bro. Mm. Um, It's also not what I expected it to be. Um, But that is the route I've taken to understanding the otherness. Um, In regards to what you just said about therapy not being what you expected, because... I go to therapy and mm. before I started doing therapy, I thought it was going to be someone telling me what to do, exactly what to do to make myself feel better. Oh, really? But it's literally not. I feel yeah. like it's more someone asking you the right questions and probing you in a way to make you then start to figure out how to fix your own life, mm. which is obviously harder because I would much rather someone say, do X, Y, and Z and everything's going to, and everything will be fine. Mm. It's just easy. Mm. Um but that's how, like, therapy was not what I expected. What, no. do you, what do you mean when you say therapy is not what you expected? Um, yes, I don't think I ever thought it would be, like, they tell me the answers. But I think that's because of I had friends who went to therapy and I asked... Like, I've been meaning to go to therapy since three, four years ago, five mm. years ago. So it's, like, a long time coming. Yeah. And I kind of um, did a bit of research onto it and stuff like that. What I didn't expect from therapy was that one the situation that we're in means it has to be on zoom um airplane lovely can they hear that yeah because if we we can hear airplane asmr (laughs) (laughs) oh god these mics are sensitive aren't they yeah also is it like soundproof so if we hear anything they are hearing it. so if you can hear it through the headphones it it, that's what's happening wow sorry guys sorry about that unless you but you're here (laughs) in the room with us you're here in the room with us. You're hearing yeah. everything. Join us. <laughs> You're sitting on the floor with us. There's a red the carpet. We've got some fruit that no one's eating. <laughs> I will after. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't like apples. But you've, oh, it's because I had an odd me. box. Oh. So apples came with my odd box. So I can eat them, but I'm just like, I really don't like them. Okay, tangent again. Sorry. Therapy. Yes, therapy. So what I didn't expect from therapy was mainly, yeah, okay, the Zoom thing, but also the fact that I I don't know what I'm meant to do with the conversation mm. on my lap after the right. ending. Right. So initially, before I started therapy, I just thought that after every session, either you walk out crying and like, you know, journaling, contemplating, and then you <laughs> act on the action. And it's just like what they talk about manifests in mm. real life and you like mm. work out it through mm-hmm. whereas like obviously therapy is a mixture of going back into the past yeah the present and future etc etc after therapy i don't think i'm doing it right because after therapy, i just walk up and da da babu i'm just like nothing's just <laughs> it's the same my life my life is the i same. just had a chat and i paid for it <laughs> yeah i paid a lot of money to have a conversation it's brilliant now i'm like because he keeps oh it's a he yeah so the thing is initially i really wanted a black woman because i made the actionable move to therapy during the whole george floyd thing so my head was like race rampant oh my god 
I had these traumatic experiences as a kid. Damn. Okay, maybe I should have a <laughs> black therapist. Yeah. Whereas before, like when when race wasn't like the forefront thought that I was affronted with, mm-hmm. I was like, it can be white man, it can be white woman, it can be anything. I don't really. I care. respond badly to male therapists. Mm, I've learned so mm. I only. Women only, please. Right, I have some okay. issues. Yeah, okay. So it's like, you don't like... <laughs> I don't like men. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I wasn't going to say like that, but like, I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, no, I get... I, I honestly get that. And, and I don't know, maybe this one might be cut out. I won't cut... I'm not cutting one thing out. Oh, well, in that case, I love life. <laughs> <laughs> I love life. I love everyone. I'm okay. so happy. <laughs> no, okay. What I was going to say was that like, in that case... um, I'm the same. I think I wanted a woman mainly mm-hmm. and a black woman mm-hmm. best. Because um, then you could just relate on everything. Yeah. And like, I'm realizing also my my emotional issues peak um, when I'm having like my period, before my period. Yeah, so I really I think know. that it's, yeah. I, I never thought this before. I just thought maybe I was like exploring. Maybe I'm just mental. I was exploring. Maybe I'm bipolar. <laughs> maybe I'm like literally, but like, it's and, and, but now I'm thinking it's period related um, because I, like looking into bipolarism, I don't think I have as many symptoms of that, mm-hmm. that needs that like obviously self-diagnosed that I'm not, I'm not a <laughs> professional, but you know, I'm going to pose this to the GP and see what they say. But like, I don't think it's bipolar anymore. Well, um, <clears throat> cause I used to have, well, I still not, not to the same degree, but I used to, I, and I didn't even notice it. It was my mom. Mm. Where she used to say to me, Georgia, once a month, I'll have a, like, we, we speak often, but mm. once a month, you will like go breakdown. through a phase of like going through a breakdown, hanging up the phone, mm. screaming. And it was, and she was like, could you just see if this is a pattern, a pattern and period related? Mm. And I went to the doctor at my work and I was speaking to her about it. And she said, what I'm describing sounds like it's something called PMDD, yeah. which is post menstrual dysphoric disorder. <gasps> Yeah, have you heard of it? No! So just wait. And she said, it's like on a spectrum. And on one hand, you have PMS, on one side even. And on the other hand, it's like PMDD. And PMDD is actually like a depressive... Epi- it's like a dep- Oh my God. No, wait. No, wait. Oh. And she was like... <laughs> I've been diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, um, PMDD. And on the other end of the spectrum, which is actually like once a month, like you can go into a depression and it actually becomes like a mental health condition and she's like you sound like you're sitting more onto that end and then she said there's different ways i could go about it and one she's like you, you can do more like natural um mm. you can take like natural su- supplements mm. like vitamin b6 and starflower oil mm. so i started doing that <clears throat> and like, i thought that it wasn't really doing anything mm. but then it was mm. and i've been actually doing that for a few years now wow. and i don't feel don't get me wrong like it's still mm. like on. Un- I'm still mm. like a bit oof, before mm. my period, mm. but it's really not to that like psychotic degree. Yeah. And then, but when I was actually taking this, the stuff, I didn't think too much about it. I was like, oh, is it even working? But then when I, like say a month, I forgot to like go pick up some more stuff. That mm. month I'd be, I'd go back. Wow. So that's, yeah. honestly, so I actually feel very explore like, that. explore that. I feel very, so I'm a GP now. Pretty. Literally. Cause <laughs> I, I genuinely am like that, is could be me which is okay so i'm really gonna explore that thank you wow we just got a diagnosis on a live (laughs) tv (laughs) (laughs) no um yeah so that was um one of the things why i wanted a woman gp to talk about those things um but also i like my gp's not gonna hear this but i mean my therapist he denied well not denied corona but just kind of like was like He's not sure, like, think for yourself. Conspiracy yeah, theory. that kind of element. And I, that made me feel, that took me out of the session. Okay. So it made me feel like, who am I talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Rather than like, letting myself yeah, 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 be, yeah, yeah. you know, taken in. I was a bit more cognizant of the dynamic of, of who. Who like, are you? Who are you? Like, I want to ask you questions now. Yeah, like, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me about what your thoughts are. Yeah, and why, why with, have because you there's a point? level yeah. of trust, like a real big vulnerability and trust that you have to have with yeah. the person you're talking to. You just be like, they're not crazy. Yeah. Have you watched The Fall? No. Oh, the, the yeah. No, no, but I started watching the other night, but then I fell asleep. Mm, but it's good. on my, it's on my, yeah. it, it looks like a bit of me. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You should watch it. And then come back. We'll have I another will. podcast. <laughs> 
Well, let's start a whole new segment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's what the therapy element we got, despite the whole corona possible denial thing, um, is quite helpful. And like, it makes me, it makes me during the chat understand how, because he said to me, difference is the pioneering like theme in your life. Difference with my family, like in terms of my my political thoughts and like social like just lifestyle thoughts like I felt just, different yeah. with my family age wise uh religion wise mm. uh, political thinking leaning wise um mental health everything just different then I go out the house I feel different because I'm in white spaces yep. and just how I relate to other people is the whole like tailoring yourself to be a bit more like somber because my dad does this as well, and it's something I only noticed recently, like, tailing yourself to be a bit more, um, like, pl- placid. Is that the word right? Toning yourself down. Exactly. Feel, yeah, watering yourself. So that you don't come across aggressive just from existing. <laughs> like, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, like, for example, I went to, when I was younger in high school, the corner shop accused me for stealing. Mm-hmm. It was another black girl, wasn't me. Um, and they, like, took me to the back and was like, you stole this, you stole this. I'm like... I didn't do anything. What's going on? This is I'm so scary. Like literally, like you know, this is just really intimidating. There's no parental figure yeah. here. This should be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like, so then, um, when they let me go, like, oh, sorry, it was the other black girl. Brilliant. I was like, okay. So then, every time I went into corner shops, you had that. I'm holding. I physically didn't even know I was doing this until someone pointed it out. Like my friend pointed it out. I hold the items in front of my face to be like. I am not stealing. Oh my God. And I always feel uncomfortable in shops being like, I'm not stealing before you think I'm and another. And that was so related to your blackness as well. Yeah, before That's... you think I'm another black girl. Fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, it was just, yeah. And then it's just trying to almost revoke stereotypes through your existence. Do you know what I mean? Like, because they're exactly already, they're already, mean. it's like, yeah. you know that. They yes. already think a certain thing Can about Can I tell you. you what this is reminding me of? Yeah. And it's so s- fucking dumb. But it's just the way it is. Like, I, like you know those shops like Oliver Bonas? And, mm. and like, I kind of feel that kind of way like when I'm in there. Like, uh, I feel yeah. like, I just feel like... What are you thinking about me? Yeah, what do you, what do you think? What do you think I'm doing here? Yeah. In my fucking army pants? Like, yeah. What do you think I'm doing here? Do you know what I mean? I completely get you. And mm. I got this when I went to visit my friend that works in a, a luxury shop. Should I have said those names? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, no, they're not going to hear this, are they? I mean... Everything is fine. You're going to blow up. And when you blow up, <laughs> don't say I didn't want you. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Bonus is like... Oliver Bonus is shaking. They're like, hey, you've been sued a billion pounds. I don't have a billion pounds, so... <laughs> But no, I think it should be fine. Um, yeah, like I get you, like being in those like spaces, it's like you can have as much money in the world, but it's like this idea that you already feel judged from existing because there's a perception of your like identity mm. that is seen a certain way that for me and my sort of like um, warrior-like fight back against mm. things, that came... That ke- I don't think I explained that. For me, uh, like the whole trying to not fit into stereotypes thing, instead of just being like, I will be myself regardless yeah. of whatever you think. That's on you. That's not mm. on me. When I was growing up, I was very much like, I have to re- revert. I'm not. Sorry, I have to revoke those stereotypes through my actions. So like, I would either be- you take it. You'd it make it become your problem when actually it's. It's not my world. problem. Yeah, I'm exactly. Just, hey, I'm just you know, if live. I was going to be a loud girl on the back of the bus, mm. that's not indicative of other black girls. That's just me that's wanting to shout me at the bus. wanting to be loud at the bus. You wouldn't go white boys at the back of the bus being loud. That's you true. just be like, that's true. That's kids. Mm, that's a very yeah. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? I'm and sh- then I'm, it's I'm, I'm shaking. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, you don't you don't add that. So it's like for me as a kid, my like. And this is very problematic. A problematic thing that I think I've, um, uh, I've like internalized, which is viewing blackness mm. as a thing to subvert. Mm. And I'm just like, no, 
blackness, I'm not playing that game. blackness first and foremost, in 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 as a dichotomy to whiteness, the actual things don't exist. They're not indicative of any anything, but they do. They've been brought into existence, man-made, right? So now it's like, why have we decided? that this thing means this. Mm. If it does, like, if if that's something that the world or society or you have decided to do, that's not necessarily what I've decided it is. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like also in saying that we have to, this is going to get political again, sorry. <laughs> it's going to like, it's also like, if blackness and, and whiteness isn't deterministic of anything, mm. we've just made it that way. Mm. We also have to realise that even us as black people or us, you know, culturally referring to blackness even positively or like, oh, this is black culture or this is blackness, blah, blah, blah. Mm. That in and of itself is also something to to start to think about and unpick. And that's not me saying that you can't rally around blackness, especially mm. for political uh, purposes, like ending police brutality or just like whatnot, even cultural purposes of like i'm proud to be black mm. because you're rallying against mm. p- other mm. perceptions just mm. note that that conception of blackness that you're rallying around isn't a monopoly isn't universal isn't anything isn't indicative i think you should apply to be in parliament with your fist in the air saying all this and i feel like i, I feel like oh. yeah I feel like, yeah, listen, I, want, I want to play. I want to play this game. Oliver Bonus is like, yes! <laughs> Parliament. <laughs> Tea for president. Oh, please. One day. That's the goal. One day, you never know. <laughs> next time, Abbott. <laughs> As one goes out, the next black woman comes in, oh, gets yeah. bullied to death, and <laughs> the next one. <laughs> Why is the world like this? Oh, telling me. Oh. Yeah. We go on to our last question. Let's do it. What does or what do you think life looks like beyond this feeling of otherness? Right. So that question. Yeah. I don't think otherness can be escaped. Mm. I think that otherness is something that we just lean into. Love that. I love that. But yeah, yeah, I, mm. I can completely relate to that because I feel like I, I was fighting my otherness mm. um, to the point of like madness and like and I was exacerbating my own trauma because mm. I was just I could I, I just wanted to fit in so mm, badly and mm. I feel I feel like the second I went right I'm gonna tell my story and my truth mm. and it healed me yeah and that that tends to be the common story if you even if you think about like people who have quote-unquote made it and they're talking about their past and their struggle and whatnot mm. as we know everyone has another Everyone is an Everyone other. Is in, an in some other. regard, in whether some it's mental regard. health or the way they look or a, a, a do you know, a, whatever a disability it is. Yeah, or... literally, everyone has that other. Mm. And people who have found a way to lean into the other and accept and to even sometimes promote that other, mm. they now get to where, like, they have gone to where they are. Mm-hmm. For it's the common, um, the common phrase or idiom of like you know i i i um i was different in high school but then i just accept like i accepted my difference i've heard that a lot um, that's literally what we've been saying yeah literally <laughs> but like <laughs> i've heard that amongst like you know people who i don't know you, i don't know if beyonce had it but like so like celebrities would be like i was this in high school um or like it's mainly actually sorry youtube celebrities yeah, it's not Shane celebrities. Dawson, yeah, literally all those people. It's, it's it's those people are the epitome of how otherness has succeeded. Because because you can imagine that like YouTubers are probably like I'm just just me generalizing mm. like the kids in high school that didn't fit in that then turned yeah. to the internet. Oh, absolutely. Because most people that did do YouTube in the early days, including me, but I stopped. Oh really? <laughs> oh, honey, you'll never see a video of me on YouTube. Well, have, you, have you like hidden them all? Yes. So if I really went like deep, deep you could search, probably find a. I'm going to do it. You can, you'll never find and it. And I'm gonna message you. Yeah, actually, like will. Good luck. <laughs> I wish. You and luck. if you do find it, any boy that I'm trying to find online, <laughs> you are getting his full government name <laughs> to search. I'm but quite. I am quite good. I have a friend like you. Then if you if you find me my old YouTube channel, then you're literally. 
Okay, I'm gonna, okay, gold star. I'm try. No challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted. Um, but yeah, I think that like the YouTube is definitely one back in the day was mm. just like I have no friends. <laughs> I'm lonely. Like Dan is not on fire was one of my big yes. people I like. Is that, is that, was, he, was he like Dan and Phil? Was he one of yeah, them? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Dodie Clark and all that thing. That group especially. I can't speak for the rest of the YouTube, but mo- most of the time in that pe- that time period, it was very much like a escapism from yeah. the otherness that they felt yeah, in, their, yeah, in yeah. their life. So I'm not sure about celebrities, actually. Celebrities, I feel... Might... But then like Oprah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some celebrities, some celebrities like lean into their difference and try and like... Yeah, yeah, fr- yeah. And that takes a lot of work. YouTube, I think is just more prominent with YouTube celebrities because that whole, the whole platform... It's, it's the culture of it. It's exactly. The, the, the whole internet. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that everyone has that otherness. Some people that find a way to lean into it gain this prominence from from that otherness and some people gain the fulfillment of just being finally okay with themselves and I think also in Instagram like it think about that sort of like sometimes it feels like online online space is so small like sometimes it feels like online space is like has no room for anyone else but then if you look at different bubbles there are people who lean into the otherness and made a community yeah so like people who are disabled in some way or like, um, you know, have that sort of story of maybe a mental illness or mm-hmm. a disability, a physical disability. And just when that's who I am and I'm not going to let that destroy me. My otherness is not something to be ashamed of. Mm. Those people gain a community because that like, well, other that's the thing I think otherness, otherness, like, otherness breeds so community. I, yeah, and it, but it feels so isolating. And mm. the second you lean into it and you, and you put it out there, you realize that, on some level, it might not be exactly the same situation, mm. but someone some, someone feels exactly the same as you. Literally, like that. that's like that. the power of otherness, man. It's the power of otherness. Yes, I love that, yeah. and I feel like on that very empowering note, amen. We should end. <laughs> this conversation has given me energy. Thank you. This conversation was sponsored by Oliver Bonus. <laughs> 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 Oh, no, no, you've killed me. <laughs> where, where can the people find you, T? Um, you guys can find me on Instagram predominantly, uh, tdayblogs, that's T-E-A-B-L-O-G-S. And then... Um, yeah, you can... I, I feel like you missed out, and I'm going to put it all Did in the thing. You missed out the day, you went T-E-A-B-L-O. <laughs> Find me online. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the description no, yeah. box. Yeah. And I don't think I have any other like platforms apart from... I do have a YouTube. If I find the link. If you find. Also, if you do want a political... And if you're not political... I'm not political, but I felt political. Political or not, I think re-educate... Oh yes, should yeah. definitely be something that you check out because yeah. that is. So what is that? That's an Instagram thing as well, isn't it? It's an Instagram thing. It's underscore re-educate R E E. I'm just D- going to put it in the description. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Thank you so much Lovely. for your time no and worries. for being an amazing. I, I had love this such conversation. A, Thank you. Honestly, we need to come back. I'm coming back. Even if I didn't record it, I'm just going to no, come back. Yes, no, yes. Absolutely. This floor is yours. This space, no, you're welcome. I love that. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much. Right. And thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Me too. See you soon. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's the end of this episode. I hope you've left us listening to this with a little bit more than when you arrived. If this is a bit of you, please do rate, review and subscribe. Let's get these stories out there. Also, you can find me at Other the Podcast on Instagram. Bye for now.